Welcome to the Boosted Volunteer Podcast. We share the stories of dedicated Booster Club volunteers and the tools and strategies they use to run successful booster clubs. We also have sought out experts on fundraising, volunteer management, and running nonprofits to share best practices. Hosted by Robin Eisler and Evan Eisler, you won't want to miss these great episodes that will help you run your booster club like a champ. Welcome to the Boosted Volunteer. My name's Evan Eisler. Tonight we have the privilege of talking with Robin Eisler. Robin's the founder and CEO of Booster Hub, a software built specifically for booster clubs. She's a former CEO who sold her company in 2017, and she's the former president of a volleyball booster club. Tonight we're going to hear some of her confessions that she has from being a former president. Welcome, Robin. Hi, Evan. Thanks for having me. It's fun to be here with my co-host of the Boosted Volunteer tonight. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to sharing all my confessions of being a former Booster Club president. Well, Robin, it's great to have you, and I'm excited to hear some of the stories you have to tell us. To get started, what was your first Booster Club experience? So, as you know, I have three children, and they were all incoming freshmen in high school at the same time. And I went to a meeting for the volleyball team during your eighth grade year and walked in the room and sat down and, oh, I better learn about this booster club thing and what's going on. And they kept talking about this thing, Meet the Eagles. And they were just talking, 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 Meet the Eagles, this, Meet the Eagles, that, Meet. I'm writing down in my notes, Meet the Eagles. I had no idea what it was. And so I realized that when you're in the midst of working in a booster club, you're so used to talking about your big events and your fundraisers and all your things. But here I was, an incoming freshman parent, and I had no clue what they were talking about. Well, they were talking about the biggest fundraiser of the year for the program that kicks off the season and a dinner that everybody comes to. But they never said that. All they kept saying was, meet the Eagles, meet the Eagles, meet the Eagles. So I learned like right away, okay, I've got to figure out what all this stuff is and what we need to do and get connected with this group of people. You mentioned coming in as a freshman parent, not knowing anything about what's going on. How do you transition from that to end up being the president of the club? That's a really good question. So in my case, I came in and and, uh, we went through freshman year. And as we finished freshman year, the Booster Club vice president called me and said, hey, would you be interested in being on the Booster Club board? And I had done some volunteering and worked some concession stand things and done some of the coordination for the banquet. And I said, uh, yeah, sure, I'll be on the board. And I said, I'll do anything except for concessions. I don't want to be in charge of concessions. I don't want to have to run, pick that stuff up and do inventory and open it up and close it down. So the vice president was going to, her child was going to be a senior and she didn't want to be president. So she said, well, how about if you'll be president? And I said, well, I've never even been on the board before, but sure, that's fine. I'll, I'll figure it out. So we took things from there. Not having any experience, that's some big shoes to fill up right there. <laughs> the former president, former board give you any training? You're just thrown right into the deep end? How does that work? Well, usually you've had kids in the program before, so you've been involved for a few years. But since my kids are all the same age, I've experienced all of the booster clubs at the same time. So No, really what I got was three ring binder that was about three inches thick and said, here, here's everything we've done before. And by the way, don't bother the coach and do it this way because this is the way we've always done it. And so I took some time and I looked through the three ring binder and there was a lot of good information in there. There was also a lot of information that wasn't in there, like how many people attend Meet the Eagles? Like how many people should I be buying dinners for? 
And then the very first thing I did was called the coach and asked if I could have lunch with her. So I thought being the two biggest stakeholders in the organization, the coach of the team and the president of the booster club, I thought it really important that we develop a really good relationship, make sure our goals were the same, make sure our understanding of how things worked was the same. And that was really, I think, a key thing that the coach and I did every season. We got together and had lunch and walked through our plan for the next season and got on the same page. And a lot of times we weren't on the same page. There were things we needed to adjust on the booster club side to meet what the coach wanted. And then she needed to understand what we were doing on the booster club side. And so it was really important. I understand you ended up being the president for two years. What kind of things did you implement over those two years that you think is most important or had the biggest effect? So I think the first thing that we did or that I did was I moved our club online. So everything that had been done before me was on paper. And any one of our initiatives, whether it was our big fundraiser, our dig pink rally, our banquet tickets, there was a form and somebody was driving all over town picking up checks. And I just didn't have that time. So I said, okay, we're going to build an online store. And we had a software already that we used. And so I called the software company and said, hey, how do I set up a store? Well, it was really a league club or a league management software. And it wasn't set up to sell just like an online store to have tickets and shirts and sponsorships and things like that. So quickly realized that wasn't going to work. And so we created our own store just off of a basic website. And then we started from there. So we moved everything online. So I think that was a really big deal. We really pushed fundraising. So when I started, there was, this is how we've always done it. So this is how we should always do it. And so I adjusted all of our fundraising packages. In our particular program, most of our fundraising was done from the families of our team members. And so we really built fundraising packages that made sense for those families where they could come in at the beginning of the year and write one check and it would pay for everything. And that really created a lot of growth in our fundraising. So we saw a lot of our cash on hand, our revenues went up quite a bit. I was very lucky that I inherited a booster club who had a president, several presidents before me, who required that the club have a reserve every year. And so a lot of booster clubs operate down to zero and they don't roll anything over for the next year. And this former president had really set the standard that there should always be a couple thousand dollars left in the kitty at the end of the year. And then that way you kick off your season with some money in the bank. That was a really great initiative. And so I inherited a really healthy club. And then we built upon that and we had some record fundraising. It went really, really awesome. So you talk about inheriting a healthy club and pushing fundraising and things. What do you think you did that was your greatest success that the future presidents might inherit? Well, I think what I consider my greatest success, I'm not sure is going to be valuable for future presidents because it was dealing with COVID. And so when COVID hit and the school got shut down, we had a Zoom booster club board meeting. And I told the board that we needed to set our budget to zero for the year. We needed to assume that we were going to have zero revenue. We didn't even know if we were going to go back to school. We did, but we were in Texas, so we did go back to school. But I said, let's set the budget at zero. And then we did start fundraising over the summer. And so we looked at ways that we could fundraise online. Again, that online presence was so important and really helped us in COVID. And so our girls, they were training. They were together during COVID. So we came up with this idea to have them do little sponsorship videos. And so the volleyball team went out and 
two or three players at a time all outside. So we met all the COVID requirements to each sponsor's business and did a little one to two minute video, put their TikTok skills to work. And then we shared all those videos online. And it was so awesome because the community like rallied around the program. They were so excited about the girls getting out and doing the work in the community. And we had a record-breaking fundraising year. So we had set our budget to plan for zero, and then we broke all of our records. So that was really amazing. So I think that was really managing the whole Booster Club through COVID was a success. And so I think that was some of the things we did. So really adjusting to challenges and things that are sent your way. Well, it sounds like you had a really successful career, if you call it, as a Booster Club president. Tell me, how did you go from selling your company in 2017 to four years later starting a software for booster clubs? And how did that come about? <laughs> well, as I was beginning to wind down my role as the booster club president, I was making a list of all the things that I was going to have to turn over to the incoming president. And I realized a couple of things. The first was is that we were using 18 different pieces of software or apps to run our booster club. So we had communication tools and fundraising tools and accounting tools and all types of website tools. And some of them were my personal login. Some of them were the Booster Club login. Some of them were a login that had been shared from 10 people ago with the same password. This is going to be a nightmare trying to turn this over to the next person. And then at about the same time, we had a fundraising company that we've been using. We got our check from them and we had had a record breaking fundraising year. So we had raised $16,000 in our annual fundraiser and the fundraising company took 25% of that. And so here we'd had this like record year, our families had donated extra money and some fundraising company that really had no interaction with our program other than managing our fundraiser online, they got a big old bonus because we had a great fundraising year. So I thought there's got to be a better way to consolidate all these tools to make the fees less and reasonable and just cover the cost of what you're doing and then make it so it can be shared with others. So that was really the idea behind Booster Hub. I came home from a trip one night and sat down with my family. I think you remember the night. And I said, hey, I have this idea for this program and maybe we should try it out. And having never built software before, it's been a fun journey, but we're now almost three years in and Booster Hub's awesome and out there and doing well. We're bringing out our fundraising program this summer and we've really met all the goals that we initially set out to do, which was to save the time for the Booster Club, help with transition, and cost less than a lot of the tools that already existed. So building a software, not only do you have to build the software, but for Booster Clubs, you kind of have to learn about all the other Booster Clubs and how Booster Clubs work in general. What are some of the biggest things you've learned in building the software and getting it implemented? Oh my goodness. So one thing I've learned is that no two Booster Clubs are alike. Every club operates slightly differently, whether it's in their membership fees or how the membership joins. Some clubs have everyone who participates in the program as a member. Some clubs, everyone has to pay to be a member. Some booster clubs are large athletic booster clubs that cover all the sports in a school. Some are sports specific. Band booster clubs are like totally different from all of those. So we've learned the different things that each club does. So we've learned a lot of the things that the clubs need. And a lot of the tools that are in Booster Hub, like actual things that happened in our Booster Club, so we build a tool for it. So for example, one night we had a big volleyball tournament, been over four days, 
And I was counting the money in concessions and I walked out of the school at 10 o'clock at night with $7,200 in cash in my purse. And it was a Saturday night, so I couldn't put that money in the bank until Monday morning because our club worked with a small credit union. And it bothered me that I had $7,200 in my purse driving at home. One, nobody knew I had it except for me. I had the paper that said how much was in it with me. And I had a lot of cash that I was carrying around. So one of the things we did when we built Booster Hub was how can we build a way to track cash so that people would know that I had $7,200. And so every feature that's in Booster Hub really is just like that. It was a problem or an issue that was in a club or something that needed to be solved. And then we went after it. We built something that could do it for the users. Now, it sounds like over these last couple of years, you've got a lot of experience, not only software, but also booster clubs. What tools or things do you recommend for other people trying to run their own booster club? Well, first of all, I think it's really important for people to understand that when you take on a role as an officer in a booster club, you're likely taking on a fiduciary role in a nonprofit corporation. So before you do that, you should probably do a little bit of research and understand what that means. You should understand a little bit about the IRS requirements for a nonprofit because you're going to have to be on the tax return. And there's a lot of great tools out there that can do that. Parent Booster USA offers a lot of great tools for that. You should really look at some other booster clubs and see what size budgets do they have? What are they doing in income? What do their expenses look like? And then you should really look at the club and see what can be improved from a business perspective. So a lot of times people come into this and just think, oh, it's a bunch of volunteers. Well, it's really not. It's it's a nonprofit business and it needs to have some infrastructure and it needs to have tools and it needs to have some processes so that people know how to do things. And so if your club doesn't have those things, then look into some ways to build those things and create the infrastructure, create the processes. And then you'll find that things like getting volunteers and fundraising those things start to become a little easier once you start running it like a real organization. Well, that's really great that you went from just being a freshman parent, not having any idea what's going on to being the president to now starting a software that helps hopefully thousands of booster clubs across the country. We're working on thousands. (laughs) We're in the hundreds now and headed real fast towards the thousands. I'm I'm excited to see how Booster Hub goes. On another note, I have a more personal question. What sport did you play in high school? This is always fun. I love hearing the Booster Club presidents, what they did. So I started out as a volleyball player. It was definitely my favorite sport, but I ended up playing softball. So I got injured and it ended my volleyball career, but I did play varsity softball in high school. I tried to run cross country, but I went to one practice at 5 a.m. and decided that 5 a.m. practices were not for me. Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you, Robin, today. Thank you for coming on and sharing your insights, sharing some of your experiences. And it's been really great to have you. Well, thanks, Evan. I'm looking forward to uh, having you co-host more episodes of the Boosted Volunteer as we move into the summer. I'm excited to do it. Awesome. Thank you. The Boosted Volunteer is brought to you by Booster Hub. To find out more about Booster Hub and how our app can help you improve communications, increase engagement, raise more money, and manage your Booster Club responsibly, visit www.boosterhub.com. And then make sure to search for Booster Club Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. 
On behalf of the team here at Booster Hub, thanks for listening.